0: Hello, my friend. Before we get into the hairstylist rising podcast, I have to tell you a secret. I just launched a brand new podcast called the visionary rising. You are going to love this new podcast if you're ready for beyond the basics marketing, business, mindset and visibility for creative entrepreneurs, including hairstylists, educators, coaches, photographers, and online business owners. And Hairstylist Rising will remain a place where you can listen in on conversations with industry leaders, whereas the actual marketing and mindset lessons from yours truly will mostly exist over on the new show, so make sure you go follow wherever you're listening to this podcast. The Visionary Rising was born because I realized that although we come from similar backgrounds in terms of a lot of us being hairstylists, we need to stop seeing ourselves just as our job description, and start seeing ourselves for who we truly are. In my community, I realize the thing we have in common isn't just the beauty industry. It's that we are visionaries, we are creatives with heart, we have so much purpose, and a burning desire to make a huge impact. We want to build businesses that give us the lifestyles that we dream about, and also start a ripple effect for our clients and communities. Now, here's the fun thing. I've actually created a bunch of bonus content for you, and all you have to do is hit subscribe on the Visionary Rising podcast over on your favorite podcast player and leave a rating so I can see what you think. Then just send me a DM and DM me a screenshot over on Instagram on the brand new page, the Visionary Rising, and we'll send your bonus goodies over. I am so excited for you to listen into this new show. We have just dropped three incredible episodes to celebrate our launch. So, pause this, go check out the Visionary Rising, and we can get into today's episode. Hey there, welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. I am really pumped to dive into today's topic where we're going to talk all about consultations and communication within the salon. And this is a highly underrated topic in our industry. We're looking for how we can elevate our guest experience. We're looking for how we can increase our bottom line. And what we're going to talk about today is going to allow you to do both of those things simply through becoming an active listener and being able to really connect with your clients on a deeper level. We're going to talk about how you can use the appointment time as an opportunity to serve and how you can make sure you're getting on the same page throughout your consultation. So let's dive into today's episode. You're listening to the hairstylist rising podcast. Here we talk about creating a career you love. We go deep into mindset, marketing, business, and life as a hairstylist. I am your host, Jody Brown, a hairstylist veteran turned branding and marketing mentor for ambitious, inspired beauty pros like you. On this podcast, we share the real stories of leaders within the beauty industry and actionable trainings that leave you with the tools and guidance that will inspire you to build your best life as a hairstylist. From branding, business, and marketing to mindset, life, and finding fulfillment, no topic is off limits here. Get ready to be educated and inspired. This is the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. I cannot wait for today's episode because I think this is a topic that maybe we don't talk about enough in our industry. And that is the importance of starting an appointment with a solid consultation. No matter how long the client has been with you, no matter what you're doing for the service, a great consultation is the framework for a successful appointment. It's going to reduce friction on both ends. So my guest today, Ashley Ramirez has a consultation system that she's going to introduce to us. So welcome to the show, Ash. Tell us a little bit about your, how you got started in the beauty industry before we get into consultations and all that good stuff.
1: I would love to. Thank you for having me. My name is Ashley Ramirez. I'm a hairstylist And how I started in the beauty industry was I always knew as a child that I wanted to be a hairstylist. And when I told my mom, I'm like, mom, I want to go to beauty school. She's, you do not have the patience to be a hairstylist. (laughs) And I use that as fuel to show her that I could be a hairstylist and that I could have patience. And so I've been a hairstylist for about 14 years now. I am also a barber. And how I started with salon consultations was... I realized this not that long ago that I struggled so much with communicating and really like getting the words out verbally. And I was, uh, I was a really good listener, but I wasn't good at like expressing myself with words and communicating with my clients. And so I would always, my boss would always tell me like, are you so good at helping people selling retail? You don't even talk over there. And I'm like, <laughs> I realized, oh, I'm a good listener. And it's all about like, really Helping just by listening to what your client is saying and offering the best solutions. Even though I struggled a lot with communicating. And even as a child, I realized, oh, communicating for me was like a deep wound that I didn't want to express myself verbally communicating because I would get made fun of when I was little for being a Mexican American. And so now it trips me out that I'm like, oh, like I want to help other people or other hairstylists or artists who struggle with communicating because that's something that I really struggle with like growing up and then now being a hairstylist where you have to communicate that it's amazing
0: thank you for sharing that and I think that's something that's so important to think about when it comes to any issues that we may be facing professionally is a lot of the time it does come back to those personal things or those wounds from childhood or growing up being a teenager any of those Anything in your life can really affect the way that you show up professionally. So, what made you decide that you needed to really develop a system? Was it, was the system what allowed you to start working through those communication issues? Or what was that for you that allowed you to really work through that block?
1: Yeah. So, when I, the previous one that I worked at, I was an employee and they actually introduced us to extended consultations. And I had already been doing here for a few years. And I was like, oh, my consultations are good. That was my mindset. Like, they're good. I don't need to do anything extra or anything new. And when they introduced us to extended consultations, I was like, oh, like there's more to a consultation like than what I thought it was. And I really was resistant to doing extended consultations. I'm like, no, like I already know what works for me and I don't want to have to try something new. And then I had multiple experiences where I messed people's hair up or I didn't give my client fully what they wanted, or I wasn't communicating and setting that expectation for my clients. And so it was one situation that really like made me realize, oh no, extended consultations are super important because then it avoids having redos and unhappy clients in the end. And I had this one situation Where the client, she did everything right. We consulted, I like did the extended consultation, and then she was unhappy because it was a big transformation. And she took all of the products home. And then I realized, oh, like she's not happy. And it was the vacation and not really setting that expectation. And so I realized when I wanted to go out on my own and have my salon suite, I'm like, no, like I want to do things differently. I want to set myself apart. I want to make sure that my clients. Are on the same page as me not just as far as their hair but also how i want to run my business and so i was like nope we need to do things differently and do extended consultations to really just up level that experience and that journey for my clients
0: i love that thank you for going so in depth there and i think that this really highlights that one of those fundamental human needs and relationships is to feel heard, right? And structuring that, I'm really excited to hear about your framework because I think often it's really easy for stylists in the beginning of the client relationship, right? Like we really want to get as much information as we possibly can. The first time we see someone, we really want to dig in deep. And what I noticed, and this is something I noticed in my own career that I had to check myself on, is once you've got that relationship and that rapport with those repeat clients, Sometimes that can be when the consultation can get a lot shorter and more casual. Maybe you're not checking in. And I think that can be one of those things that if you're not careful to make sure that you're following all of these touch points, no matter how long a client's been with you, that can be one of the things that leads to churn because you can have clients who don't feel like if they've been seeing you for five years and they no longer feel like they're being heard. And they no longer feel like they're being offered an opportunity to even request anything different. Like I sometimes hear from stylists, and I think we've all done it at least once. Oh, for my regulars, like I actually mix up the color before I even get there. But that's not really giving them the opportunity to request that change. And we don't want our clients to feel like, oh, if I want to change that, I have to leave and find a new stylist. So the importance of consultation goes far beyond just new guests. It goes... It's every single person that fits in your chair and allowing them the opportunity to feel heard and feel like they matter.
1: Yeah, I love that. I have a lot of clients who actually sit in my chair and they're like, no one has ever taken the time to do this long of a consultation or they all come to me because their stylist got comfortable. And I've been there too myself where I've been that stylist that pre-mixes the color or yeah. I kind of, I already know what my client wants. So I skip through the consultation. And I've totally been there and I realized clients change. They go to the store, they buy something different. They're looking at people's hair and they're getting excited. Yeah. And they get excited with us. Like I have clients who totally. come to me, what is she, what's her hair color today? Or what is she wearing today? Or what are her eyelashes? What color are they? They get excited. And so they want to constantly be changing things up. And even if it's a tiny little change, like clients mm-hmm. get excited about a tiny little thing trim or buying a new product, right? Or sometimes had people sit in my chair and they're like, no one's ever taken the time to teach me how to use that styling product or how to use that. And also change things up too, right? People love that. Like, I know my clients do.
0: (laughs) Oh, a hundred percent. And honestly, like, that's one thing that like, I always have, like when I was behind the chair. One of the things that I've always done, and this is because I started out in very structured like commission salons and we'd always have, this is how, and this is, I think a really important art that like, we really need to think about as stylists is if you're spending your appointment, educating your client on what you're using and doing all of those things, then by nature, you're going to see a huge increase in retail sales. It's going to happen because- And I know that there's a lot of people who are like, my clients don't buy retail anymore. Everyone's purchasing off Amazon, all of these things. But the reality is that's actually not true. There's a lot of clients that are still spending money on retail in the salon. And so I think shifting that mindset and thinking about, okay, this is another way that we could extend that's making more money, expanding your revenue without having to work anymore. I think it's worth thinking about. So- just wanted to add that. Let's talk about your 3C (laughs) consultation framework. I cannot wait to hear about that.
1: Yeah. I wanted to add a little something to what you said earlier about it being creating more profit with retail. Not only does it do that, it also brings in more clients. And I say that because I've had clients who are in style, started using something different, more professional products. And then they have friends that are like, what's different about your hair and then yeah. they tell them about the products and then they send me new clients because they're like oh my friend wants to try something different like on uh, like they notice my hair and they want to yeah. buy it for the product and I'm like dang that's cool
0: that's so true and that's equipping them because at the end of the day like you only do their hair you only style it once right after you do it so if you're equipping them with what they need to maintain their style that's exactly how you're going to get more referrals I love that I remember hearing many years ago that the amount of retail that a client purchases from you will actually directly impact how likely they are to come back. Provided, of course, that you're recommending the appropriate products and that they're making a difference because every time they use that product and it gives them a result that they were after, it's going to make them think of you and that's
1: going to keep you top of mind, which is so valuable. I love that. Building trust for sure. Yes. A hundred percent. I realized that when I started or when I was an employee, my boss would always tell me like, hey, you're so good at doing these things. And I'm like, I didn't really understand what I was doing until I started my salon suite. And I'm like, oh, it's not just a consultation. It's not just at the beginning of the appointment. It's a consultation journey. And something that I recently learned is that it starts before your client even comes in to see you. So I strongly believe that the communication is important the consultation, talking about what, you know, setting the expectations on what is and is impossible, trying to get your clients to their goal, but also communicating super important things about your business like policies, protocols, talking about the beauty investment, talking about what could potentially go wrong as far as like chemicals and using Chemicals on previously colored hair, communicating super important things in the consultation, and then based on what you communicate in the consultation, when you're sitting with your clients in the chair, you're educating them on like how to use the products, the tools to use, when, where, and why to use these products, what you're suggesting for them based on like their main hair goals and their hair concerns. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that has really helped me to sell more retail. From an honest place, because I'm like listening to them and then I'm educating them. And then at the end, before I check them out, I'm offering the sell. And it makes it really easy to be like, hey, what would you like to take home today? And they trust me. And I heard them out. I like listen to their main hair concerns. And when I offer solutions, most of the times clients who sit in my chair, when I'm in the consultation, they're like, I want to take all of this home. Like I haven't even put anything on your hair yet, <laughs> but they're excited. <laughs> we're talking about the problems and we're talking about ways to find the best solutions because the most important thing is what they do at home, right? I'm only style their hair once, like you said, but how they maintain their hair at home is way more important than what I'm doing in the salon. And making sure that you're communicating, you're educating your clients in the chair, and then always asking for the sale before you check them out. Because that's, we do all the pre-work and I know I used to do this where I used to like consult and then educate them. And at the end, I'd be too afraid to ask for the sale. I mm-hmm. know. Or you start assuming that they're not going to pay for it or whatever. All these things cross our minds and just asking them a simple question like, hey, what would you like to take home? And yeah. most of the time, they'll tell you like, oh, I'll take all of them or some of them or yeah.
0: Yes, that's so true. And I actually, it made me think of something because there was a survey and I think it was done in either 2020 or 2021 by Care Therapy, which is like a hair care brand in, I think it's in Florida. And they did this massive survey and it said 81% of clients actually wish that their stylists would recommend more products for them. They didn't feel like they got enough recommendations and so it breaks my heart when I see all of this really negative conversation happening. It's usually in Facebook groups on for hairstylists where it's like, nobody buys anymore. How do you handle it when your clients buy stuff off Instagram or off Amazon, blah, blah, blah. And just like coming from a really like frustrated and unhappy place. And then I think it, it stops a lot of stylists like showing up and really giving those recommendations to their clients. Because at the end of the day, if you have a few clients who go and purchase their hair products off of Amazon, there's nothing you can do about that. Focus on the people who are wanting your help, your recommendations, because that's going to get you much further than focusing on the small percentage of people who are going to go and buy it somewhere else after.
1: Yeah. And it's also to educating your clients and letting them know, okay, if you buy from Amazon, I know the brand that I use is Kevin Murphy. Yes, they have it on Amazon, But just so you know, this could possibly be expired or it's not like the best quality. And I like to read reviews and I'm like, I read the Kevin Murphy reviews and I'm like, yeah, I don't think it's legit. So just be careful. Like you do what you want to do, but just beware that it could not be like a legit professional product.
0: And sometimes it's switched out because I remember I was in a Winners, which is owned by TJ Maxx. I don't know if they have them all over the place, but- There's this product I used to use and it's like an aloe vanilla scented shampoo and it smells amazing. And I opened the bottle just for like nostalgia to smell it and it was straight up dark green and minty. I was like, this is not (laughs) the product that it says on the bottle. Like that, it was a very distinct, (laughs) not the product smell. So yeah, I think that's a good point, keeping them educated as well, which if you're being intentional about your communication during your consultation, that's absolutely something that that you can do. And if they say at the end, I'm just going to buy an Amazon, you can say, you know what? That's totally up to you. But just know that it's not guaranteed, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. And they appreciate so, that too. Yeah, absolutely. So the main thing is communicating in the beginning of the consultation and bringing that consultation into the chair. And then the third part is like right before you check your clients out. So right before you check your clients out, the main thing that I like to do, and I know it'll be different for everybody, but for me and my business is making sure that I am pre-booking my clients, asking for the sale. And a lot of the times when we're referring products to our clients, like we're like bombarding them with so much education. And then what happens when they go home? They're like, what did they just tell me to do? That was a lot of information. And I sometimes they forget. I know I forget when I get my skincare done and my esthetician is like telling me to do this and this. And I'm like, wait, I don't remember what to use. And that I love to do for my clients is actually write, take my time to write down exactly the steps that I did in the chair and like I writing like down what they take home and like how to use it, when to use it. And then I also send them home with like tips on how to prep their hair for the next appointment. And tips on how to maintain their beauty investment when they're not in the salon. Because again, the most important thing is when they're not sitting, it's important what I do when they're in the chair, but what they're doing at home is way more important for me and for them to maintain that beauty investment that they just got done.
0: Absolutely. And I love that. I love that terminology, referring to it as a beauty investment, I think is huge because when we think about investments, we want to take care of them as opposed to when it's like a service that kind of feels like, okay, what someone's doing for me. Whereas an investment is something that I need to take my own, my part in.
1: Yeah. And clients appreciate that too. Like educating them, right? Like it's all about teaching them how to maintain their hair. And again, like I said, sometimes clients have never had anyone teach them on what to do, when to do it, or like, even like something simple as the water temperature. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. the water temperature is, super important. And I yeah. realized that it wasn't like doing, like talking about these little things that I know what to do, but then it's, that's like simple for me and that'll help me to maintain my hair. But why am I not teaching my clients on how to do this? If I'm doing it, why am I not telling them on how, how to, sorry, <laughs> I'm I'm not, I'm on how to maintain their hair at home? Yeah,
0: absolutely. So what is the biggest difference that you've noticed in your business as a result of implementing this consultation framework consistently?
1: Oh, yeah. So the big one is I have more clients who feel heard and they cared for. And that's a big one for me because then they open up and I can see the trust that they have in me by sharing like sometimes really deep and personal things. That's a big one. They naturally, my clients will naturally just tell other, their friends about me because they're like, oh, she'll get you to your results or she'll help you out. She can teach you how to like take care of your hair. She's going to offer products for you to take home. I've had referrals, clients who come back to me, clients I've been doing for years. And I've had naturally, I've just boosted more profits behind the chair with my services and the retail that I have in my salon suite
0: okay, this brings up something for me that I want to touch on because this is another thing. And I'm just like weighing in on all these things that I've seen happening in hairstylist conversations and Facebook groups and all these things. One of the conversations is my clients are listening to TikTok influencers and blah, blah, blah. And it's so annoying and all this. And what I think of when I hear that is, but are you doing the same thing for them? Because if a TikTok influencer is taking all this time to explain something and educate them and show them all these things, then yeah, that's going to build trust with them. However, if you actually take that same time and during your appointment, you're the one who's taking the time to educate them. You're the one who's showing them these new things. You're keeping them updated. You are helping guide them. I think that's how to combat that, right? Is those, that, Educational, like engaged time during the appointments.
1: Yes, yeah. It's, and a lot of the times, it's like clients can see all these TikToks, but uh, is the hair the same? Is like the starting point the same? Exactly. We're consulting with them, and we're creating personalized solutions specifically for their concerns, their hair, their lifestyle, because yeah. right? all of that is super important when it comes to creating hair that truly aligns with that specific person that's sitting in your chair.
0: And that's like the differentiator, right? Because there is a lot of stylists who are not taking the time to do it. And it's not like trying to shade anyone or anything like that. But if you're someone who really wants to level up your business and you're someone who wants to increase client retention, these are the types of things that will set you apart. And that's going to increase your retention. It's going to increase your referrals and it's going to lead to more money in the long term right because you and not only that but also those deeper relationships if you can position yourself as the go to person for beauty advice and you know it, it this comes into like for me when i think about content creation even and marketing and all of these things like you being the authority you being the go to person like that starts in the salon and if you can po- position that consistently across all of your touch points, your business will thrive because your clients will be able to see that value that you are providing for them.
1: Yeah. I love that. And they, like I said, they like, will want to just naturally tell other people about you. They're like, you should go to my hairstylist. (laughs) Yeah. Good care of you. Like she does things differently. And I definitely seen a big, the impact that it has had on my salon suite. Like since I've started like implementing, like it's consultations and making sure that I'm like consistent with them. I also have been there myself where I'm not consistent with them, but I can see- We've all been there. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see like what it does when I am consistent and the good impact that it has on my business.
0: And think about your own habits as a consumer, because I always think about this. When I went to, and I might've talked about this before, but we went to Italy for my birthday last year we went to this one hotel and it was in Sermione in near Lake Garda. And the service there was literally, I've never had anything like it before. Like we would go down to the hot springs and while we were there, they would put like fresh slippers in our rooms, fresh robes in our rooms. They would literally lay down a mat beside the bed with a fresh pair of slippers on it. They would turn down, like we had a like a sofa bed in our room for my son. And when we went out for dinner, they would come and they would pull out the bed and make the bed for him. When we left in the morning, they would put it back into a couch. And I told literally everyone, I'm talking about the podcast now. I told, I remember like everyone that was asking me about the trip. I was like, this hotel was amazing. so next level. They were so kind and it was above and beyond. And it was above and beyond what I've experienced at five-star hotels in the country that I live in. So that was what made it special to me was, okay, this is very much like attentive and this goes above and beyond. So when you think about your business as a stylist or as a beauty professional, any of those areas where you're going above and beyond, that is the kind of stuff that gets people talking.
1: It does for sure. Yeah, Yeah, like it's how you felt, right? Like you felt good and you just want to just, you just want to tell everybody about it.
0: (laughs) Totally. And it probably took like, when I actually think about it, I'm like, okay, so that was probably like maximum 30 minutes for the full day of someone's time. Right. And so it doesn't have to be like, it's not like they were like putting solid gold, like whatever in our room, it was the personalization and the attention to detail. And that was the thing that made it really impactful and made us want to talk about it. So I think that's something that's a really important takeaway. I loved all of your shared today. If you were going to say these are the three must do things in a consultation to touch on for a stylist before we close out, what would the three absolute must talk about pieces in a consultation be?
1: The three must talk about pieces would be setting expectations with your mm. client, making sure that you're setting those expectations prior to doing any service because a lot yeah. of the time clients come in with a specific expectation and then if you tell them after the fact then that could lose a little bit of trust and you and i also feel like that comes with experience like knowing what expectations and what is and isn't possible but right. sure setting expectation communicating important things about your business like i know once i started like implementing and using my salon consultation as a tool to communicate about my business that build way more trust and mostly policies and protocols. And third would be talking about retail, like about retail in the consultation and then bringing that into the chair and checking out and making sure that you're asking for the sale. Because again, clients want you to tell them what to do and send them home with the right professional products. I love that. Thank you so much for being
0: here and sharing your knowledge. This has been incredible. Where can my listeners go to find out more about
1: you? Thank you for having me. You can find more about me on Instagram at IndieHairEDU. I have some free resources to help you up-level your consultation journey. And yeah, you can send me a DN. We could chat a little bit more about some consultations. I would love that. That's my passion, helping hairstylists up level and create a more powerful consultation journey for the clients.
0: I love that. Thank you again for being here. Thank you so much for listening in to another episode of the hairstylist rising podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Be sure to check out our show notes for all of the links mentioned in today's episode. And if you want to get in touch with me and let me know what you're thinking, what you'd like to see on the podcast, or just share your favorite episode, send me a DM over on Instagram, either at Rising or at it's Jodi Brown. I am so excited to see you back here, same place, same time next week. And until then, I am Jodi Brown. I am your host and I'm signing off now. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast and we'll see you next week.